is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline and I am back with a longer episode. As promised, we're going to talk about actually three different things this episode. We're going to talk about one, my uh, hip and knee progress. Two, we're going to talk about staying safe this winter. And three, we're going to talk about a client success story. So the first thing, let's start with my knee and hip because this has been uh, monumental and I'm just so excited about this. It's really funny because I think for a long time I didn't know how to feel excitement and I like I actually feel excited and elated and happy about what's happening uh, with my body. So... Uh, you guys know if you've been listening to the show that I kind of had to stop running around March, kind of when everything really shut down, um, and I just did not know what to do. No one was no one was really giving me answers during this time of being home, and I tried so many different things, and nothing ever nothing ever worked. Nothing ever relieved the pain sensations that I was feeling in my knee, in my hip. Um, and then <laughs> the universe sent Brody Sharp into my Instagram DMs and having him on the podcast, uh, ch- basically changed the, my trajectory, my running trajectory, my life. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited. So it's been, let's see, I'm going to go back. I'm actually going to, um, take you through everything that I've been doing and where I'm at right now. It's been phenomenal. I'm, I'm just so excited about this. So back in, no, well, back in September, I know I said this on the, the other episode, but I wrote an affirmation and I was like, you know, I'd love for this to be true. So affirmations I think about are maybe thoughts and beliefs that aren't actually true right now, but they're things that you'd like to believe. They're things that you'd like to be thinking um, things that you'd like to have running through your head. And so the, the thing that I wrote up on just a, a sheet of notebook paper, I literally just tore this out of a notebook, wrote it up and put it on my wall. And it says, my knee feels normal. My body moves with ease. It's fun and exciting to move. So that was not true for me back in September. I, that, that was not my reality, but that is what I wanted to be my reality. A lot of different things that I had to do. Um, finally getting in contact with Brody I started to notice the thoughts, notice the the anxious thoughts that were constantly running through my head to the point that I am looking at someone walking normally and thinking, oh my gosh, their knee must hurt because my knee hurts. So I'm, I'm guessing everyone's knee hurts and that's not true. But anyway, so noticing like interesting, these anxious thoughts are constantly present, no wonder um, you, you feel unsafe. You're, you're constantly thinking these thoughts and these thoughts are literally creating this reality where your body is constantly in pain and you just feel anxiety all the time. So that was in September. That's what I wanted to be true. And then I had to start small. So in October, uh, October 12th, I wrote down the action. I stood for 15 minutes while listening to a podcast and working. So even just standing, that really, really small action 
that in the past would create a lot of anxiety for me because, oh my gosh, my knee is going to hurt. And I mean, like it, it would create anxiety. And also it was, it was painful at times to be standing. And then I had to remind myself I'm safe. My body feels safe. You know, I think I like sitting because it's easier to sit, but I am happy to stand and I can feel at ease. So retraining these thoughts little by little. And I started to realize, you know, Jacqueline, like you go to CrossFit, you lift, you bike, um, you can do things. Your body is not just cracking in half. Like you fear it's going to. So I did a lot of this work, um, when I would meet with my clients on zoom in the morning, I would force myself to stand instead of sitting and reading. I would force myself to just stand and read and just for short periods of time, five minutes, 10 minutes here and there, just get more comfortable and be like, actually, it's safe to stand. Your body's not cracking up. It's safe to stand. It feels a little like I still would have painful sensations, but it was not anything that I couldn't actually endure. It was, um, it was fine. Everything was fine. And so did that for several weeks. And then I know I mentioned on the episode with Brody, like I was like, okay, I have to, like, I need to go do the thing. The, the more that I keep resisting the actual thing, the longer this is going to linger. So it's like, go do the thing, see if you're okay, retrain your thoughts and then do it again and then do it again. So October 28th. So I have this all written out in a journal. Just, I mean, it's not fancy by any means. Um, I'll take a picture and I'll post it in the show notes so you can see. But um, October 28th, I follow day one of Brody's return to running plan. So that was five minutes of walking and then one minute run, one minute walk, one minute run, one minute walk, one minute run, one minute walk, and then five minutes of walking. So literally just what does that come out to being? six, 16 minutes of movement. That's it. But that is the first time. So October 28th is the first time that I went out for, um, a run without something wrapped around my knee, around my knee. So it's been years since I have done that. And so even just those 16 minutes of being out and moving my body was, um, huge for me. It's a, it's, I mean, it's so small, it's so small, but that was huge. And that, I mean, it's just more, more evidence to show like we have to build these things up small, uh, slowly, small steps, small habits, no giant leaps, none of this like, oh, I'm going to go run 26.2 miles. No, you're going to go run 26.2 miles and then you're going to get hurt and then you're going to end up right where you started. So I just started out with that. And then the note section, you know, I did it. I did the workout. I had some pressure on my knee, um, but I'm fine. It, a little bit of pressure. It I, in the past, I was thinking this sensation means that I've messed up my body and going to, you know, break in half and there's something wrong. Like I've messed up again, ah, more, more evidence that I'm a failure, but instead it was just like, Hey, there's just like a little bit of it and you're fine. And so continued on with that. So Brody's plan, um, and it's super simple, but like five minutes of walking and then three, uh, three of these one minute on one minute off and then four and then five and then six and then seven and then building up eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 times. So Saturday, so that took me a month actually to do those 10 workouts, a little less than a month. So do, 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 yeah. So Saturday, November 21st is when I did the final one, which was 12 minutes. So a total of 12 minutes of running and 12 minutes of walking those intervals. And I mean, my notes are just like less and less each day. I am noticing the sensations in my knee and the back of my knee less and less. They are still there, 
but it doesn't, it's not causing as much stress and anxiety and worry that my body is broken. It's just kind of like, I, I just notice it less and less. And I, it's so funny. It's like, I can be engrossed in doing some sort of activity, which kind of we'll, we'll get to today, but I'm like so engrossed in some sort of activity um, when I'm running that I completely even forget to notice, oh, like that thought, like, oh, how does your knee feel? That doesn't even pop up. And then when it does pop up is when I'm like, oh, right, I do feel something in my knee. But it's like when I'm not even thinking about that and I'm just like noticing the trees or I'm like looking for something, I'm looking for a mailbox or I'm looking for stamps, which is what today was, I don't even notice anything happening with my knee. So today was exciting. Today's run was, let's see, we did, um, five minutes walking and then two minutes of running, one minute of walking, and then repeated that six times. So that was the first time that I've done more than just a minute. Um, It was easy. It was fine. It was enjoyable. I felt, I mean, no, there was no anxiety about my knee. There was no anxiety or like anxious thoughts about my pace or my distance. It was just it was just so wonderful to be out of the house. Um, COVID is, it's crazy right now. I mean, it's like this everywhere in the United States. I'll say in Illinois, we have about 10 to 15,000 cases a day. Um, It's just, we need to be safe. We need to take care of ourselves and we need to, um, I mean, protect ourselves and by protecting ourselves, that protects others. So this kind of leads into the next part and I'll get to, but um, let, before we get there, so that the return to running plan, doing the two minutes of running, my notes were, um, you know, it felt great. My mind was thinking about stamps, so I was not noticing my knee and I felt great after. I used to feel, it used to feel very, very tight behind my knee after a run and I, I didn't have that today. In fact, I've been so active today, um, getting that in, in the afternoon. And then I go for a walk and talk with my mom and my pup, uh, in late, in the late afternoon, early evening. And I just, I'm just like a more active person. And so it feels good that I've kind of figured this thing out with my knee because it's really, it's opened up. It's like, uh, given me this freedom to be more mobile and active. I used to just have so many anxious thoughts about walking. Like people talk about like, I'll oh, go for a walk as a stress relief or like, you know, something at the end of the day. But the thought of walking would, would induce a lot of um, anxious thoughts, anxiety, because I'd be like, oh my gosh, it's going to hurt. Like, oh my gosh, will I be able to make it around the block? You know, what if it hurts? I won't be able to do it. And just kind of, ah, <laughs> you can hear those what if questions. Um, th- those what if questions questions falling down like a rabbit hole of what if, what if, what if, okay, fine. It's just safer to not go. I will just stay. Um, I will just stay sitting at my desk. It's just safer to not go. And I've always said like my, my anxiety has caused depression for me. Um, listening to so many of those what if questions and then not letting myself go do anything and then just falling into a depressive hole where I don't do anything. And I'm just, inside laying on the floor, like not able to get myself up. Everything feels impossible. So it feels good to 
you know, move away some of those anxious, anxious thoughts, those, those clouds, see that the blue sky is there. If you do headspace meditation, you'll know how he talks about this, but it's like the blue sky was always there, but there were just so many clouds of anxiety that were blocking me from seeing it. So that is my knee and hit progress. I'm really, really excited about it. Um, the, as I'm moving forward. So the workouts for the rest of the week. And here's the other thing too, guys, is like, I, you know, the way Brody wrote this plan is that it was, I don't know. It just was like five runs a week. If I don't get five runs a week, that's fine. Like I'm okay with that. Um, I'm just kind of playing it by ear. If I feel like running or if I just feel like walking, I kind of set this like, uh, afternoon movement time and whatever it is that I feel like doing. I don't want too much time to go by in between runs. Like I want to make sure I'm doing a couple a week, but it's this freedom of like, go do anything for any amount of time during this period, um, during this lunch period. And, and that's fine because I'm just working on being a consistent, uh, a consistently active person. And running is one of the ways that I'm consistently active, but walking my dog is another way that I'm consistently active. And taking my bike for a ride is another way that I'm consistently active. So, yep. So this week, so today was six times and then seven times, eight times, nine times, 10 times. And that's it. I only have week three written out. I know that there's a week four, but I don't have that written out because I just need to focus on what's happening right now in my near present. I don't need to look at what is next week. I don't need to look at what is coming in 2021 if I'm running a race in 2021 or 2022. I really just need to focus on like where I'm at right now and maybe the next step ahead of me or the next few steps ahead of me. So that's kind of where I'm at with my knee and hip progress. So I talked a little bit about um, staying safe this winter. So yeah, oh my gosh, COVID, yikes. Um, I actually have a close family member, without giving away too many personal details, I have a close family member who had the virus um, maybe two weeks ago, um, had uh, 104.5 fever, um, got the fever down, and then the next day had 105.5 fever went into the hospital, was on oxygen, was in the hospital for several days. This, this family member is fine and they are back home. Um, but it was really just like a reality check. Like, hey, this isn't just playing out on the TV. Um, this is playing out here in our state, in our city, in our family. Um, and this person is young and this person is healthy. This person is younger than me. So it was like, it was a reality check of like, hey, you need to stay safe. And so for us, like Thanksgiving is um, Thanksgiving as usual is not happening as usual. We're just doing, my mom's actually making food and offering curbside pickup. So that's wonderful. But uh, Paul, Jamison, and I are just going to be spending Thanksgiving in our home um, to keep us safe and to keep our family safe because we'd like to be around next year. I'd like to enjoy 2021 with my family next year. So that's one of the ways that we're keeping safe. safe. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, like giving up, uh, hey, we're going to give up this one race so that we're able to continue on with running. We're going to give up this holiday so that we are all alive and able to spend time with each other um, in the, in the future. So that's where we're at right now. But one of the hard things about that, um, and I've had this conversation with my mom, with my husband, with clients, I mean, basically with most of my clients, this, this, because we're staying home and we're staying safe, there's this, this like 
layer of stress and anxiety and fatigue in depression. Um, if you've ever been depressed, this it kind of feels different because you're like, well, nothing like nothing actually happened. It's just that we're not able to go interact with humans. We're not able to leave our house. There's not a lot of novelty for our brains. There's not a lot of activity, right? So the way we're staying safe from the virus is by staying home and not doing anything. And then we find ourselves, I mean, doing what? Um, watching Netflix. Uh, scrolling on our phones, being on TikTok, right? A lot of you have a lot of Zoom meetings and webinars. There's just like a lot of screen time and you're not getting the things that you would normally be getting. It's just a lot. Um, it's a lot of screen time. And we as humans, so I'm just grabbing this card I have about like our underlying motives. We, um, we love to connect and bond. We love to be around people, um, and we're, we're just not able to do that. So one of the things that I've kind of been having my clients do is figure out a way to leave your house for some reason um, and still be safe, like be safe, wear a mask, socially distance yourself, but like find a reason to leave your house every day. So this is, so I'm going to share a little bit about one of my clients, Stephanie. Um, we came up with this as a way for her to feel good, to feel more connected, to feel like she's actually a part of her community and in her environment. Now she lives in a place where there aren't a lot, a ton of people walking around. So if you're in a highly congested place, you're going to have to obviously figure out what this can look like for you. And maybe you're going to have to adjust it a little bit and that's okay, but stay safe. But basically one, we wanted to get Stephanie out of her head into her body, going to do a thing so that she can start to feel differently and start saying some different things about herself. So her reality, like where she was at, she was kind of feeling like every day was Groundhog's Day and she would wake up and she would feel a lot of dread about the day, nothing really to look forward to. She would start her day with a work meeting on Zoom and then another Zoom meeting and maybe she was doing some work, but that was it like being on Zoom. And then for some novelty from like a, for like a break from work, she would check her phone and maybe be on TikTok or Instagram for a few minutes, but then it would kind of like, oh shoot, I've been on here for 40 minutes. This doesn't feel good. Now I'll feel really frustrated with myself for being on the phone for so long. So I don't know if you can really see that. Um, so then she was kind of like scrambling and doing more work, but honestly, just overall feeling low feeling low energy, feeling kind of low and empty about the day, um, trying to feel connected, trying to entertain herself with uh, television and her phone in the evening, but just overall just feeling kind of low and frustrated and then scolding herself for not doing anything productive and then repeat, repeat, repeat. And yeah, it's November. So this has been kind of like months and months of this. So when Stephanie and I were chatting about what she wanted, she just wanted to feel like she had some say in what was happening in her life. It felt like um, because of the restrictions, because she had to work from home, that a lot of other people were controlling her life, but she didn't have a lot of say in what was happening. And she wanted to feel happier. She wanted to feel like she wasn't just wasting all of this time at home. And she wanted to feel like, hey, my life's actually moving forward. I'm not just pressing pause and I'm not just regressing 
while at home. So we talked about daily errand runs. So that's what I, this is kind of something that worked for me and I've been helping my clients with this tool as well. So when I chatted it to, um, my run today, one of the ways that I get myself out and about, um, to do this run is uh, having an, an errand. Okay. So I started doing this thing where I, I sit, this is like <laughs> longer story, but like I started sitting down, what Jacqueline, how else can you connect with humans? Like if you are, you're not going to go see humans in person and you also don't just want to scroll on your phone and look at humans on Instagram or TikTok, but you actually want to have a connection with humans. How can you do that? And I was like, well, I could, you know, I could have Zoom, I could have a phone call, I could send letters, I could send cards. So I started a new habit in my day where I just sit down and I think about who might want to hear from me, who might need to hear from me, who might need a little bit of cheer, a little bit of love, and then I write a card to them. The great thing about this is this led itself, it fit in nicely with my need for going for runs. So when um, in the morning I spend about five minutes, five, ten minutes writing a card to someone. And then I take my card and I go outside. So instead of putting it in my uh, mailbox for the postal worker to pick up when they're delivering mail, I take the card and I force myself to go to one of the, like the blue boxes that is on like a corner, right? So this is like a daily errand run. I go every day and mail something. It gets me out. It gets me into the environment, into the community. I might go to a different mailbox every day. Ooh, so fancy. But just like see, be in a different part of our community. We don't live in the most exciting part of Chicago. We're on the Northwest side. There's not really a, much here besides like all of these houses that look exactly the same. But every once in a while, you get on a different street and their their row of houses um, look different. Or I might see like Christmas decorations or um, I don't know, during the summer or during the fall, there were nice, nice gardens, just something to see, something else for my brain to feel like notice some, some sort of novelty. So it gets me up, it gets me out and I accomplish something. I, I actually do connect with a human when I put this thing in the mailbox. Um, it's going to be delivered to some, someone else and they're going to feel connected. Right. So we kind of talked about that. And then we're like, Stephanie, like, how can you, how can you start to implement a daily errand run? Now it doesn't have to be a run. It can be a run. I'm, I'm running when I do this, but it doesn't have to be that. So we worked out that Stephanie was going to pick a time each day for her to leave her house and go do something safely. So this actually, my little cards, my little direction cards. So Depression is depression or depressive hole is a negative view of yourself, the world, and your future. And you just kind of feel low, like, oh my gosh, everything feels so hard. So the antidote to depression is develop a daily activity schedule and keep yourself busy and interrupt your depression thinking and help you overcome feelings of helplessness. So by picking a time each day for her, for Stephanie to leave the house and go do something safely with a mask on, being safe, she gets out of the house. It's in her schedule that she has to do it. Even if she does not, if even if she's on her phone the rest of the day, this is like her one minimum, her one non-negotiable is get out of the house. Now, this gets her body moving. This helps her feel cold air on her skin, get some vitamin D, even if it's kind of uh, shady outside. Um, she's she, The sun is getting to her. Um, this gives her brain some novelty. And then you know what else? 
she gets to say like, Hey, I did a thing. I did something. I don't, you know, I'm not just, it's not just Groundhog's Day over and over. I did a thing. So some of the things that she picked, um, she can, and she is riding her bike to the grocery store instead of only driving. Um, some days she will run to the library to drop off library books. Some days she walks to Starbucks and she gets a coffee. She pays five bucks for coffee instead of making it ho- at home. Um, and someday she just explores her neighborhood and goes down different streets that she's never gone before. So it doesn't matter what it is that she does, but she just has like a, Hey, I'm going to get out of my house. I'm going to run. I'm going to do a daily errand run or daily errand bike or daily errand walk, whatever. I'm just going to get myself out of the house, um, for a purpose, move my body and, and maybe see some humans from afar safely. Um, but just something, right? gets out of her head. She gets into her body. She says she got, she goes and does a thing. Then she gets to feel better about herself. And then also that like she gets to create evidence. Hey, I'm not just a lazy person who's wasting her time at home. I am someone who is consistently active. I'm someone who is taking care of herself. I'm someone who, you know, doesn't just fall into a hole during winter, doesn't let seasonal depression overcome her whole life, but gives herself a fighting chance. Um, and this is hard. Like if you're in that hole, this isn't like, oh my gosh, you're a terrible person. No, this stuff is hard. This is stuff is hard. This stuff is hard every winter. This stuff is even harder now during this winter. But it's like, I think that, that when we realize like, oh shoot, no one is coming to save me. I got to start figuring out how I can save myself. I got to start figuring out how can I give myself some gimmies to get out of this whole, this place that I'm, that I'm feeling. Right. And so we started with that, just the daily errand runs, but by doing that and doing that every day and repeating it over the course of a week, two weeks, three weeks, months, you, Stephanie and you and me, like we just get to feel more pleased with ourselves. It's like, wow, you know, there's a lot of things that are out of my control, but this is something that is within my control, this little thing. And then guess what? You can start to add an, add something else and start to build up. Maybe maybe you get yourself outside, you know, and you you walk to the, the mailbox and the mailbox is five minutes away. And that was your, you know, that was the thing that you did for yourself. Maybe the next time you go to a further mailbox, <laughs> maybe the next time you do you run back and forth. You go to the mailbox and you come home and you run there and you run home. Right, you just kind of build it up slowly, small, small habits. Don't think that you need to go run 26.2 miles. You can just do little by little and start to feel good. And I think that's the biggest part too. It's not just about the action, it is about noticing your thoughts and shifting the way that you speak to yourself about yourself. Uh, One thing I have my clients do also is um, write. In a journal, it can be any old journal, and get notebook. I just have like notebooks left over from when I was a kindergarten teacher. After I do something, I write a little note to myself, like, "Hey, Jacqueline, it's pretty cool that you blank," or "I'm really proud of you for blank." Um, 
this, what this does is it helps you shift the way you speak to yourself. It helps you shift the way, shift your beliefs about yourself. So you don't, you don't, you're not that person that's always saying that you suck and you can't do anything. You'll always be like this, blah, blah, blah. No, like you are doing things, these things. And what's great too is now you have like this whole evidence journal. You have pages and pages and pages of like, actually you have been doing things. So like the next time that you fall into this depressive hole and you're like, oh, I never do anything. I'm, you know, I'm such a slug. I can't do anything right. You're like, well, shoot, I have pages and pages of evidence to say otherwise. Maybe today I just didn't get myself up, but that's not true. This is the exception and not the rule. So we start to, you know, you start to like shift things so that you are your own friend in this game of life. You are your biggest fan. You are not your biggest enemy. When you start to become your biggest fan and not your biggest enemy, things in life shift. And that's my wish for you. Be your biggest fan and not your biggest enemy. Do, do small, small, small things. Be safe this winter. Um, but just because you're staying home doesn't mean that you know, your life can't continue on. It's just going to look differently. It, it just is that like, that's the reality. Life is going to look differently, but there are some things that are within our control and some things that we can do to help ourselves feel a little bit better during this time. And yeah, I think, I think, I think that's about it, but yeah. So I would say if you're struggling right now, again, don't try to run 26.2 miles. You don't even have to download couch to 5k. Just be like, Hey, today, like, why even wait till tomorrow? Just do it today. (laughs) Today I am going to blank. I'm going to go, you know, walk for five minutes, maybe. And you might, maybe you're in a country or state or County or whatever that is on complete lockdown and you can't even leave your house, but you have a set of stairs in your house or your apartment. You can, you can walk up and down those. I I share this as I'm looking at the steps um, next to me. Sometimes I use that when it's rainy outside in Chicago and I do not do rain. Like I just, I don't, it could be raining during a marathon. I'd be like, I'm not doing this. I'm I'm not getting wet. I don't care that I just trained for 18 weeks. I'm not doing this. But anyways, when it's raining outside, I don't go outside, but I do, I will walk up and down my steps in my house just to get some sort of movement in. And that was something I did when we lived in Atlanta. We lived in um, a really big apartment. Uh, It was really nice, but it, it had, I think it had like five floors, six floors, something like that. And I found out, it's so funny that I think about like, I was like, oh man, it's too cold out in Atlanta, in Atlanta, in Atlanta in the winter. Yeah, I know. Um, but I would walk, uh, I would just walk the floors. I would take Jameson and we would like go outside. So she'd go to the bathroom and then I would just take her and we'd go on floor one and we'd walk the whole perimeter of the building. And then we would go up the staircase and walk floor two, go up, walk fourth floor three. And we would just do that. I don't know if there was five or six floors, but it ended up being exactly a mile. So it was like 20 minutes minutes of exercise, um, just being in our building because it was too cold outside apparently in Atlanta. Anywho, but just being active, I, um, it, it does wonders for yourself. It does wonders for your self-esteem, your mental health, your self-efficacy, being your biggest fan, saving yourself, 
um, and just stop being your biggest enemy. So that is what I have for you today. I hope that you get active. Let me know if there's anything I can do for you. Uh, right now, I am working so hard on Year of Growth. I'm so excited. So remember, Year of Growth is my 12-month program uh, for 2021. So I want you to feel pleased with yourself now and in 2021 and feel like your life is moving along instead of just staying stuck. Um, I'm going to share more about your growth very, very soon. Um, but it basically what I'm kind of getting to is I want to provide, I'm providing right now, I'm going to continue to be providing daily self-care sessions and other tools so that women can consistently help themselves and create the life they actually want to be living. You can click the show note, the link in the show notes to find out a little bit more about year of growth. I'm really excited. I've been working on, I don't know if I'm going to call it the daily me time meeting or the self-care session planner workbook. I am working on some different names, but this is something that I've been using for myself and have given it to my clients um, these last few weeks. And it just kind of helps you like, ah, instead of trying to think up all of these self-care things that I'm supposed to do and trying to remember all of them, it's already printed here in this workbook for you for all of 2021 to use. Um, it's been monumental. It's been phenomenal for me. Um, I, I swear I have to like write everything down. Like Jacqueline, make sure to shower today. Uh, make sure to eat a vegetable today when it's written down. It's like, I'm like, ah, yes, it's right here. Just do this. If I do this, I will feel good. Not gross. So that's super exciting. But anyways, yeah, more about year of growth coming up soon. Click the link in the show notes to get on the wait list. You'll be the first to know when it opens up. And take care. Let me know if there's anything I can do for you. Bye, guys. 